episode is sponsored by award-winning book, Spirit of the Woods, the story of a young woman's encounter with Bigfoot by James Allen Ross. What's going on, boo Thanks. It's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... Just Ghouly Things. <laughs> See how I remembered that when we go on Zoom, one of us has to do the little Just Ghouly Things and then... Yeah. Honestly, I'm impressed that I remembered. I because I'm usually the one fucking it up. <laughs> well, it's been a while. It's been a while. So like I feel like your brain's like now refreshed, ready to go. Yes. Episode. And it's a bunch of new chapters all around. So what's going on, Boo Things? Welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hello. So uh, I know our voice sounds pretty foreign to you guys now because it's, <laughs> it's been about two months. And Oh my I know, gosh. I know. It seems like forever. And I feel like when you go from doing weekly episodes to then like doing it every day, then to bi-weekly episodes and then going about two months without recording, people are probably like, what the actual fuck is going on? It literally feels like it's been like six months. I know. It does. Right? It does. And I know it's, you guys know that Lily and I are both very well alive because we still post on our own personal pages and we're back to posting on Just Ghoulie Things, but we feel like we owe you guys an explanation because Just Ghoulie Things podcast is not dead. We are very much alive and well and thriving. Um, But I feel like we've just, Lily and I have had a lot going on in our lives that we wanted to talk to you guys about a little bit of updates um, just to give you an explanation of why there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of a hiatus for us here at Just Ghoulie Things. So, Lily, do you want to start off with your big news? Because I feel like yours is the bigger news of the two. Um, I mean, I'm also not going to disagree with you because that would be awkward. So, yes, I'll start. Because <laughs> um, you imagine like, no, Rebecca, don't make me do it first. <laughs> so, yeah, um, after almost... So you guys know that I've been working at a bank and I had all the crazy customers and it actually got to the point where I had no bank stories because they were all, they all became so normal. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, oh, one second. So it wasn't like. I, I ran out of fucks to give about telling you guys because I know we got a couple reviews. Um, rate us five stars. That said, like, oh, Lily's work stories. They they they're still going on. It's just they it became so they were so plentiful. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's the only way I can think about it. So I'll remember them along the line, but I have decided to make a career change. Mm-hmm. So I am um, no longer at the bank. So I'm going to miss it dearly. I'm going to miss a lot of my coworkers. Um, I'm, of course, I'm going to miss the content that it supplied. I mean, we'd be nowhere without Bagel Boy, honestly. Yes. Let's be honest. The podcast is nothing without Bagel Boy. It's a part of an era. It really is. So... Uh, his brother started coming in and his brother's like the sweetest guy, but I didn't want to be like, Oh, are you insert name here's brother? Cause like, that would be weird. <laughs> so weird. Be like, so anyways. Um, so yeah, so my career, 
path is kind of steered back to where I started in food service. So I got a job working at uh, a resort in Orlando, 15 minutes outside of Disney. So that's amazing for my inner Disney adult. Rebecca will be visiting. Most definitely will. Whether she likes it or not. And, (laughs) And I mean, we'll see where this goes. You know, I've I just feel so connected to um, working in hospitality. You know, banking was great. It was, it was stable, right? I mean, it's pandemic proof. It's recession proof, right? You'll always need someone to be at, you know, working for a bank. Um, but the truth is that I was not as will as willing to go back after a bad day. And I feel like that's something we don't talk about a lot is every job, even the perfect job has bad days, right? And they say, well, if you work, do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life and all those lies that the boomers told us before they ruined the housing market. <laughs> so <laughs> you can air that. I don't even know if the boomers did, but that's, that's a meme we'll just that blame. I saw. Blame the boomers. Blame it on the so, boomers. That's the name of the episode. Blame it on the boomers. So anyways, I, I just... I I wasn't as eager to go to work after a bad day and recover. You know how you can have a shit day, but, you know, you still think, well, at the end of the day, I do love what I do, and today's never going to happen again. Yes. Right? Like, you need to still carry that with you. At a job that you really like or a job you love, Mm -hmm. you know, you still, after having just the shittiest, most trash, garbage, bananas day you could imagine... You know, you have a, and if you have like a shitty coworker, like you need to be able to kind of overlook those things and still feel like it's worth it. And I got to a point where even though I loved it, there was, you know, just kind of a point of, you know what, like this job has served me well. I would definitely go back into banking if the opportunity arises, but I'm ready to relocate finally. Mm -hmm. And while I'm getting used to a new place and, you know, a new city and living so far away from family, I really think it would be best just to go back to something I can do in my sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you hit the nail on the head and I feel like we even, when we were in Orlando in September and I said, you would, would you ever move here? And I know for you, you would obviously love to work at Disney yeah. Um, which definitely is still in your cards, right? Especially if you end up realizing that Orlando is a place that you'd like to hang your hat on and you really like it. But yeah. We're so young, like we have so much ahead of us and we really don't have really anything as of right now tying us down. Right. Like for me, yeah. like, you know, obviously I'm engaged and you know, I have the dog. So for me, like obviously relocating in that sense, like for me, that that would hold, like I wouldn't be able to do that in the same mm-hmm. way that you're able to, and I'm so happy and I'm so proud of you. And I feel like from the beginning of recording just gooey things, you know, when we first started to where we're at now, like we've really grown up. And we really have, though. So I was much. thinking the same thing. And to see you take on this job and to do it in this turnover of like two weeks ago, you were pretty much still at the bank, and now you're literally uprooting your life and moving down to Florida is so crazy and something not a lot of people have 
the balls to do. So <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm so proud of you. And, you know, I know all of our boo things are definitely gonna be so proud of you when they hear about this. And, um, I honestly think that the reason why you took this job was because the stories were getting dry at the bank and you needed to change it up for just ghouly things. So you decided to move down to Florida because the craziest shit happens in Florida. Oh my gosh. I'm we so excited. Do you so- remember... <laughs> Do you remember when I first started at the bank and I was like, it's literally a Florida man article? Yes. Like I am not ready, but yeah, it was. And it was, you know, I feel like a lot of us not recording is kind of on me because since I was expecting the move, I went back to working at the restaurant right after the bank. And so that obviously got in the way because now I'm, you know, packing stuff up, but like you said, we're back and it'll be worth it. And uh, Rebecca, time for your update. Well, my updates, I feel like aren't as fun as yours, but that, you know, everyone has their own opinions, but um, yeah, you're only engaged and have two gorgeous dogs and the ones growing up so quickly and you're a boxing reporting superstar, but you know, it's not. <laughs> but well, when you say it like that, you know, <laughs> everyone needs a lily in their life to gas themselves up in their career. <laughs> But um, yeah, like if you guys follow me on my Instagram, you guys have seen that I've kind of navigated my life. I'm still doing the boxing instructing, but I've definitely kind of honed in more on, you know, my other podcast inside the ring where I interview current, past, future boxers. And it's uh, it's blown up a lot quicker than I expected, kind of like how this podcast did. And yes. um, I'm very thankful for that. And I've realized being at the events and meeting the people that I have, like this is this is the realm that I want to be. And I want to be in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry as you know, you and I have of course. known for years, like that's just what we love to do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's been, you know, having these hours have been crazy. Um, for a while, one of the reasons why we weren't really recording as often was I was helping my fiance's friend who owns a gym, run his gym while he was away. So there was a few weeks where I was waking up at three 45 and I wouldn't be getting home till 9 p.m. And it was absolutely draining. But I'm very proud of myself, pat on the back for doing it. And, yes! Um, you know, little steps. But, you know, got to make money, saving up for the wedding. We're doing a lot of wedding planning right now, now that it's like a, a little over a year away. So, yeah, that going on. I have a few other, like, little work things in regards to boxing that I can't really disclose publicly just yet. But, you know, it's in the works and I'm excited for once I'm able to kind of, once I put my pen to the paper and, like, I can tell you guys, obviously, like, I'm going to be excited to explain that. But one really cool thing about all of this coming full circle is that Lily and I are finally kind of on the same work schedule now, even though we're in different states. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be able to find slots to be able to give you guys more just ghouly things content. Um, so you guys don't have to be on another two month hiatus with us. <laughs> They're going through withdrawals, honestly. Yeah. But- so hopefully we can deliver. <laughs> no, Rebecca, I like, I know you said like, you're, you know, like proud of me or whatever, or, like happy for me, but I'm so This whole episode is actually just me and Rebecca hyping each other up. But the truth is you are one of the hardest workers I know. I mean, from like when, when we met, we were like, what? Like I was fit. We were 15, right? I was, yeah, yeah. We were 15. And I remember you like would post on Facebook, like who's in the Hackensack area and wants to do a photo shoot and like, look where you've come from that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, you really built it yourself, 
You know, it's not like I'm going to hop on a TikTok trend and then be able to go to the VMAs and the Met Gala. It's like I'm actually putting in work, which is so commendable and so difficult because, you know, you see a lot of people who just kind of are lucky, right? Like you have a vine that goes viral and then you get to live in Beverly Hills and date a Disney Channel star. But it's like, what did you didn't? Not that you don't earn it, but it's so much less satisfying to live and watch, right? Yeah. And then we have Rebecca, who's like message. I mean, really, like Rebecca's on the grind 24-7. It is remarkable sitting at lunch with her and she's going between the Instagram pages and going through her emails. And she's, well, I have this for just ghoulie things, but then inside the ring, and then I might have this PR event, but I gotta figure out because I have this to do. And all of that while working in her friends. And Rebecca, you work in your family and you have two dogs to take care of and a fiance. I mean, I could literally never. And <laughs> you don't, you don't stop. So that's what's amazing. And the, to see the reward of it, which you so deserve, is amazing. And I get to look at people and be like, that's my best fucking friend. Oh, I love you. Friend. So, I mean, that's. It's going to be tough. I'm trying not to get emote, but it's going to be tough not to have you like in close proximity, even though I have to take like three highways to get to you. And there's always like an upside down truck on every highway when I try to get to you. But um, it's still going to be just different. But I know that, you know, we'll be able to Zoom probably more often. Like you said, we have the same days off and I have the same days off every week, which I didn't used to. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, we're, we're all looking forward to what's going to come of this and we hope you are too. Yeah. Well, I think that is the perfect way to segue into this week's episode where, you know, this is your favorite guys. We read your, we read the creepiest Reddit stories that we found that are more recent stories um, on the paranormal subreddit. So uh, without further ado, Lily, you want to get started? All right. My first story, of course, from the paranormal subreddit is by a user named Minty9, and it's called Chains and Then Heavy Walking. Mm. This was around a year ago when this had happened. I was a believer in the paranormal, and I still am. I haven't had any weird experiences besides hearing walking at night when everyone was asleep. But this, this was different. Sorry, I had to burp. Okay. (laughs) I was in my grandma's house for a sleepover. It was around 11, 12 in the night. I was the only person awake. My grandma, aunt, and my sister were sound asleep. I had trouble sleeping, and I still do to this day. I was lying in my bed silently when I felt the need to use the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. Bathroom is in between the living room and the kitchen in a small hallway while my room is close to the living room. Like 10 steps away from my room. Just a little FYI. I used the bathroom while everything was still silent. I was feeling a bit uneasy because I didn't feel like I was the only one up. So I stood out the bathroom after I was done. I looked left and right and there was nobody. So I thought it was just me being scared of the dark until I heard something that sounded close to me. Chains. It sounded like chains dragging across the floor behind me. Uh. It shook me to, yeah, right? It shook me to my core. I wasn't that scared, but now 
I was terrified. (laughs) I ran silently to my room and closed the door and sat there in front of the door. I didn't hear anything now, and I laid down on the bed. After 10 to 15 minutes of trying to recuperate my thoughts, thinking if what I heard was real, then I heard walking. It sounded heavy, like boots, large boots. I have heard walking before, but this time it was closer. I just got chills down my back. Like as if whatever it was, was walking back and forth from the entrance of the house to the entrance of the living room. I was quiet while muttering a silent, what the fuck is that (laughs) under my breath? Five minutes go by and it stops. And now I heard walking on the roof. I decided to just try and go to sleep. So I checked the time. It was 12. I tried to fall asleep for, I tried to fall asleep, but after a while I fell asleep. I told my mom about it after she got home. And apparently from what my mom had said, there was a graveyard next to the house. It later was replaced by a park with a huge grass field. I don't know if this is true, but it scared me. (laughs) My mom had said that. There definitely is something here and it has to do some, and it has something to do with the man. She said, who is the man? I asked. Nobody knows, but that is his name. I saw him on our fire escape long ago, she said. And she then explained that the neighbors had also seen him. Me, my mom, and my sister ended up going home a day later. Whoever or whatever was in those chains or the walking, it had scared me. I'm 14 now, currently almost 15, and I'm still shaken up about that night. Oh, first of all, I am loving how well this 14-year-old writes. I'm all about it. The fact that they even knew how to write on Reddit is beyond me because I still am trying to figure out how Reddit works. I'm I'm (laughs) so delayed with this shit. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I have a thing that says like one karma, but I don't know what karma is. Yeah. Like what the fuck is a karma? Yeah. I, I, I beat the shit out of me. Like I have the upvotes and downvotes. That's self-explanatory. Yeah. But the karma, forget it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's new to me, but going back to the story, um, I find it interesting that the mother definitely thinks that there is a man that's in Mm -hmm. the house and was this something if I listened correctly this kid didn't know about until he brought it up to his mom and then yes said something about the man so like how would how would this person know that there was paranormal thing going on except if they had experienced it themselves Exactly. And I feel like this person might also be sensitive because like they said, like I've heard walking before, but not this heavy or not with chains. Right. So it's like, okay, like they're sensitive to that. My only question, and I chose this specifically as a discussion piece, because my guess is they didn't build a park over a graveyard. Right. My guess is there were people buried there in like unmarked graves in like the 17, 1800s. And then they just made a park because there were only a few bodies. And then, you know, like folklore and, you know, those like town tales of spooky kookiookiness, like turned it into that. Yeah. Now, my question really, though, is 
if he was dead, why did he have chains on his ankles? You know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing that doesn't make sense. So this is where I'm going with it. I don't care how far off it sounds. Just strap in. So they say (laughs) that this cemetery got turned into a park, right? What are at parks? Swings. What are swings made out of? The chains. What if the person's body is underneath the swings? And so as like some figurative kind of like comparison, this spirit is tied to the the swings, the chains on the swings. And so when he's walking around the chains, it's like, I'm underneath the swing set. You know what? That's actually, that's actually not, I swear I'm not, not high. bad. Like that's a viable option for an explanation, I'd say. But let's be real. Walking is creepy enough, right? Hearing walking, hearing little kids' footsteps. Fuck yeah. it would punt a little kid if it was running around in the middle of the night and I heard it. Mm-hmm. But chains is a next level fucking shiver fest for me. Or, oh my God, Rebecca, of course you go with like a kind of like interesting one that's a stretch and hilarious. My first thought immediately after that was, oh, they chained him up and they buried him alive. Like that's there's two types of people in this world. I'm going with yours. I like that. I like the dark. We need to get dark in this episode. It's been a while. We're gonna do an Instagram poll. So text me when this episode is and I'll do the Instagram poll. Yeah, no, that's I I like the idea that he was literally buried alive and had chains on him. Which yeah, I feel but like, I also like the I mean, what a po- what a poetic ghost using, you know, figurative language and shit just to be like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm buried under a swing." Like, bitch, bury me somewhere else. Bitch, I am. You know who what I was picturing at first with the boots was, you know, I can't remember the episode of SpongeBob and there's not the Squeaky Boots boots episode the one there's the red guy and he's got the blue mask and boots when when he's like you're Patrick Starr and he says yes and he goes is this your wallet Patrick says no (laughs) he goes this is your ID yes and it's in this wallet yes so it's your wallet no it's not that's Rayman huh Rayman Rain Man Rayman like Rayman like because he like had rays coming out of his eyes that's what they called him I'm pretty sure I gotta look this up now. The one important thing that I, I remember the key SpongeBob things and that's the hash slinging slasher. Of course. Uh, Man Ray. It was Man Ray. Man Ray. Yes. That's who it was. That's it. That's right. That's right. Anyways, I was kind of at first picturing Man Ray for some reason (laughs) because my brain is scattered and exhausted. So Rebecca, what's your story? (laughs) Well, on that fucked up now. Okay. My first story is titled, my, parent, my grandparents died, then I started having these dreams. And this was uh, written by Tired, Sad, and Lonely. So- oh my God, that's why that username wasn't available when I tried it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, anyway. My grandparents died a couple years ago within six months of each other. From what I can remember from my childhood, my pop side of the family was evil. I remember him telling stories of how his auntie's arm was filled with worms from someone's curse on her or how his family once found headless chickens running on their roof. Fucking crazy, I know. (laughs) He would always have dreams and could feel somebody choking him in his sleep. Besides, when he was with me, he was generally a very angry slash narcissistic man, obsessed with sex in a horrible way, women, abuse, porn, even though he was married. 
I always had a strange feeling about him, but brushed it off until he died and I had these dreams slash nightmares. I should add, I always felt uneasy in their home. I hated sleeping there and always thought I was being watched, would hear random floorboards creaking during the night. And apparently years back when my mom and auntie were little, there was a ghost or spirit that would mimic slash look like other family members and pop up every now again, pretending to be someone from the family. And they just lit. Wait, whoa, 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 pause. This family just like lived with that and just like, that's the family gossip you find out when you're 14. Mm-hmm. It's cool. usually like, oh yeah, you, you know, this person's actually a coke head. And instead they're like, oh yeah, by the way, half the time you talk to aunt, whatever, it wasn't really her. Yeah. It was just another evil spirit. It's fine. That's and your, insane. and your aunt has worms in her arms. That's fine. Yeah. Um, no big deal. <laughs> One time, apparently, hid all of the razors and stuffed them all in random closets, and my mom couldn't find them till months later. It was very weird. So when my pops died shortly after my nan did, I started having these crazy dreams every night for a month straight. So these were these are some of the dreams that they had, and it's in a it's in chronological order. So okay. um, some of them are shorter, some of them are longer you can stop me or like I might stop after like each dream and like we can try to dissect what it might mean. Okay. Yeah, sure. So dream one, I was at my pop's funeral. My late nan came up to me with a cake and dropped it, cried her eyes out and hugged me. I supported her and hugged her back. Very short dream. So I'm getting that this is maybe like actually like her, like this person's nan, which is like the grandmother Mm-hmm. Um, just coming to be like, oh, like, I'm, you know, I'm so upset. I'm heartbroken. Um, yeah. But like, I'm glad that like your pops is with me, maybe. I can see that. And, and I'm, I, I'm still here for you. We're still connected, right? Yeah. That's I'm sad. I'm heartbroken, but he's here now and I'm not gone. Exactly. So that's precious. I love that. Dream two. I saw the front of my grandparents' house being broken into. I scared the thieves away and walked inside and my mom was replaying a voice recording over and over of me scaring them away. I walked into my grandparents' bedroom and my nan was in there and said, can somebody please just put me to sleep? Then her head cracked back, her mouth widened and her teeth cracked. Holy shit. This is very different. Yeah. So... I, it's, I seem like, it seems like Nan may not be at rest. Like she's like in this kind of limbo stage in the oh, Is it the mimic in her dream? Oh, could be. I like that. I like that direction. I like where we're going with this. Um, but yeah, that one's a little more fucked up. Like it seems to be getting a little darker. Her teeth cracked. Poor Nan. Right? This woman can't catch a break. Okay. So then dream three. I saw my friend talking to a ghost. I went up to see them to see what was going on. And I said, can you hear me? But woke myself up in real life by actually saying that out loud. That freaks me out so much. Like this person actually said, can you hear me? Um, I went back to sleep and the dream cuts to my grandparents' house in their bedroom. And for some reason, I kept saying the word demon. Every time I said that word, my nan would laugh really creepily and point to her side and would be pointing at photos of my pops from when we were younger. I got chills from that dream when I woke up. I also dreamt of me telling my mom that I wanted to kill myself in that same night. Wow. Okay. That's a lot to unpack. You've got demons. You've got that. I mean, I got nothing for this one. Yeah. It just seems like this person maybe internally is going through a lot and it's like being conveyed in their dream that like they're just yes. in a really messed up state. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling like they can't be heard. Um, dream four, 
This is when the dream started having a pattern. I was at my grandparents' house, which seems to be a common thing, and my pops was alive, but I could tell that he was dying. He sat and sat on some old couches at the back of their house near some old shed that they have. I noticed he hadn't moved for a while. So I told my nan and auntie that I think he had died. And I started screaming out to him that I loved him and I was going to miss him. Then he sat oh, up and started walking. Emotional damage. Yeah. But then he sat up and started walking to the side of the house. And we were all confused because we were like, what the fuck? He's alive. So I run to go and see him. But this time he looks like an actual fucking demon. And he looks the way he did in that dream where my nan was pointing at him, calling him a demon. He had one of those ghost masks on with the long pointy nose that drooped down uh, with a black coat on. My nan said, quote, he's evil, end quote. And then we started running away. Then I woke up. That's awful. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Yeah. So demons are definitely a pattern in this person's life. Very just bad vibes all around. They really Um, turned very dark very quickly. I'm surprised. Yeah. Zero and 100. And then, Are there more? Yes, there's two more. Okay. So dream five, another dream about my pops dying. We were at his house and there was a heart monitor showing how fast his heart was going. And apparently I could tell he was going to die, but that was the whole dream. That was it. And then dream six, uh, in my grandparents' house, once again, uh, with my girlfriend, we go up into an attic they have and look through drawers and cupboards. For some reason, I have an inkling that her doing this will unleash spirits or something. And I end up being right. When we make our way downstairs, I see white ghost slash spirit. And then I woke up when I went back to sleep. I'm with my girlfriend again. And I start hearing an evil person scream at me from their kitchen and they wouldn't leave me alone. I kept screaming, go away, leave me alone. But they kept getting louder. So that's the end of the sixth dream. And they finished by saying, these are the only dreams I wrote down, but there were definitely more. There was always in my, they were always in my grandparents' house and it was always about my pops being evil. I want to know what the correlation is. If I was trying to be contacted, if I was being followed, possessed, I don't know. I just want an explanation because these dreams have fucked with my head for ages. Oh, that's heartbreaking. It just seems like this person has a lot of, family trauma that yeah. when these people passed away, they never got like, um, like closure from like closure. It. Yeah. And so it's constantly subconsciously running through their mind. So when their body finally breaks down, it's like, it brings up all this stuff again. That could really be it. I, I, I've, I noticed that as they get darker, it seems like the demon is more and more present. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, I'm wondering if there is something like, I mean, I don't know if there are such a thing as like sleep demons, but like if there is a sleep demon that's got to her when or him when they were vulnerable, right? And now has made their way into their dreams. So weird. Like who knows what'll happen next? I hope nothing. Yeah. But <laughs> who knows, right? Yeah. That's oh my gosh. Could you I remember when I was having night terrors. Just feeling like there's, you, you feel like there's no escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really feel like, you know, you're so exhausted. All you want to do is sleep. Because it was at a time when I was very stressed in my life. Yeah. And you, you can't escape the stress. You wake up more stressed than you were before you went to bed. And that carries into the next day. So, I mean, it must be super hard for this person. Because on top of all of the scary dreams, you're still dealing with the fact that two, you know, loved ones are gone. Even if one of them was a total monster. So, Oh, oh, way to bring the mood down, Rebecca. All right, Lily. Well, let's see if your story makes us feel any better. Okay. 
so this one is called I Hit a Large Animal on the Road in the Woods, But It Vanished. Yeah, that was a real uplifter, Lil. Yeah, this is going to go well. Oh, no. <laughs> I This is a one I'm not going to lie. I skimmed. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll see what roller coaster of a ride this story is going to take us on. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I needed like one more and I was like, eh, that's good. That's why my third story usually sucks. Because after reading the first two, I'm like, yeah, that one, that, that last one's fine. That one's, that'll work. I'm like, yeah, it'll, it'll do. Okay. So this is by Lemon Lime Gatorator. <laughs> okay. I'm here for it. So this is a story from a while back, but every time I retell it, it gives me shivers. I've done some research trying to figure out what I hit, but nothing is coming up. Theories are appreciated. My family lives in rural southern USA, and at night it gets impossibly dark. Just you, the dark, and the trees. November 2019, I was driving home around 10.30 p.m. after seeing some friends. Notably, I was the only person on the road. It was, as I've said, incredibly dark as I was driving through the woods, so I had my high beams on. Suddenly, a huge black shape ran in front of my car. I thought it was a bear. It was so large, or maybe a large black mountain lion. I remember yelling and feeling that my car rocked from impact. I definitely hit that thing. Mm. But I didn't see it roll over the windshield, and I didn't see it in my rear view as I came to a stop. It just vanished. Despite all of my horror movie training, (laughs) after a few minutes, I got out of the car with my flashlight and looked for the animal. There were no tracks to the woods. What the fuck? Nope. And there's no way I could have missed it running off. It was huge, but there was nothing on the road. There was nothing under my car either. And my car was totally fine. No damage at all. I remember the hairs on my back standing up as I suddenly was overcome with the feeling of being watched and of not being alone. I jumped back into my car and floored it home, probably pushing 70 to 80 miles per hour. But until this day, I've never known what I encountered out there. Does this sound like anything familiar? In the comments, there were a lot. One person just said, wild hog. They get massive and are pretty tough. So it could be that um, this is my favorite. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're crazy for getting out of your car to look around. How, have, how you had the courage to do that, I have no idea. I'd be terrified, but I have my reasons. Kudos to you for being so ballsy. That's so true. I would, I would not investigate. If I didn't see anything, like, scurry, like if, I, if I didn't see any crazy blood, any damage to my car, I'm going. I'm just going. Yeah. Just straight through, no questions asked. It definitely gives me Skinwalker vibes. Okay, interesting. I could totally 1,000% see that. Totally Skinwalker vibes. That's that's my um, that's my conclusion on that story. Yeah. I mean, there's somebody commented, and I was wondering, like, they said I hit a black bear in March doing 50 miles per hour at night on a country road. But here's the thing. First of all, like there's no there was no sign, and also like this person said, you know, fifty miles per hour, and your airbags went off. 
So that's weird. My mom told me the story once. She and her boyfriend at the time were driving and they thought they hit a cat, but uh-huh. it was gone. And then they could tell, like, it must have just run into the woods. So, like, I do wonder, right, because, like, a black bear upright, but I don't think black bears would be upright unless they're, like, about to kill you. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, in this situation, and there's no track of whatever they it was they hit. So, in this situation, what makes the most sense to me, call me crazy, is definitely, like, skinwalker vibes, cryptid vibes. Yeah, especially, it didn't mention anything about damage, right? No, nothing. Yeah, so it's crazy. That's that's so, unless this person's driving like a huge 18-wheeler, I don't think that a car could go without any sort of damage if it were to be in contact with something that this person's describing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a mystery. They should cross- what is it called? Cross posting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can Un- unexplained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that might have even more theories that make more sense because there are people who just like live for that type of shit. But yeah, I'm I'm with you on Skinwalker or a very or maybe hear me out here. What about Bigfoot? I mean, his strides are probably so long you couldn't see him for yards. True, true. And but I there would be it- damage. It's fucking Bigfoot. Yeah, I feel like that would definitely be something that would cause damage. Um, And also, I think it depends on, like, where this took place, too. I feel like if this was in an area where there was, like, maybe, like, a lot of, like, Native American, like, history or something, maybe Mm. that would make more sense about the skinwalkers, too, because I know that's a very, it's very prevalent in their history. Um, But, yeah, that'd be something to, uh, I I would like to see some more explanations. If you guys have any explanations for this story, feel free to email us at just cool things podcast at gmail.com. All right, Lily, you ready for my last story? I am ready. Okay. So this is titled The Tape Recorder, and this was Ooh. written by Gloria Snome 13. <laughs> so I love um, it. the story I'm about to share happened to my brother, sister, and myself back in the early 90s. I've decided to share this story because a recent family tragedy brought this experience to my mind and have me and has me thinking about it a lot. So I've decided to share it. Now, just so you guys know. Um, this person just has a little bit of like wonky English. I don't know if English isn't their first language. So just bear with me as I'm kind of reading through their original post. Okay. So when I was a child, I grew up in a haunted house. I've had many terrifying experiences, but this is the topping on the cake, so to speak. (laughs) So I was 10 years old at the time. My two older sisters, Jessica, 12 years old and Deirdre, 14 years old, Um, We had a foreign exchange student named Amy, who was from Germany, staying with us for two weeks at the time. She was very odd and quirky, but I became to enjoy her personality. I also must add, and this will be important, that we had a dog named Cookie. He was a Shih Tzu Yorkie mix, and due to his size, he could never jump on a couch. He would try try and try until you finally picked him up and put him on the couch or chair. I had never seen him be able to jump up on our couch. This particular day, my parents both had to go into work at the same time and asked my oldest sister, Deirdre, to watch us kids for the afternoon. We were playing and goofing around for a while. Amy started to go through our parents' junk closet to see if there'd be something to play with. And she all of a sudden came out of the closet ecstatic holding a tape recorder. She starts wanting to record funny things and then listen back to it. Sounded fun, right? 
So we're all having fun. Recipe for fucking disaster. This is literally a Blumhouse production film in the making. (laughs) So we were all having fun making farting noises or burping, stupid crap that kids think is funny. And all of a sudden, Amy looks at us and says, let's make scary noises into the recorder. I was a little nervous since I knew we had scary things in our home, but I just went with it. As we're making these recordings, out of nowhere, Amy stood up straight and stared down the main hallway and looked directly into my room. I began to notice she was pale, so pale that it made me think that she looked like a ghost. We were all pulled and staring at her in confusion. All of a sudden, she brought up her right hand and covered her right eye. She put her hand down after a few seconds and then brought up her left hand and covered her left eye. It was as if she didn't believe what she was seeing. I instantly felt the energy in the home begin to thicken. It felt like a vacuum. Oh, shit. This all happened in maybe 30 seconds. All of a sudden, Cookie ran towards my bedroom and was barking at the room. Then he whimpered, bolted down the hallway, and jumped onto the couch. Right after that moment, we started to hear something run full force down the hall towards us. We couldn't see it, only hear it. Oh, fuck. That's even worse. We jumped on the couch and cuddled together, sobbing, absolutely terrified. We could hear it running down the hall toward us. And as it reached us, we felt a massive wind go through us. And then the running would start over again as if it was a repeated cycle. The evil energy was overwhelming and terrifying. We could feel the evil every time it ran through us. I have never felt that level of fear and terror in my entire life. And this went on for about 15 to 20 minutes. The Holy shit. That, yeah. That's terrible. Because yeah. a one minute when you're living something scary feels like an hour. So 15, 20 minutes, I, that's like an eternity. Yeah. Crazy. So then the neighbor to our left that was a priest heard us screaming, came over to check out what was happening. And as soon as he touched the doorknob, it instantly stopped. He came into to us terrified, sobbing uncontrollably. He ended up calling my parents and they came home immediately. We never heard from Amy again after she left three days later. I always have wondered about her and the trauma she experienced staying with us and that effect. I hope she's okay now after what she had went through in our home. The end. Oof. Yeah, that's a heavy one. Oh my God. Okay, okay. I have a theory. I have a theory. Do you want to hear it? Do you yes, want to hear I do. it? Okay. What if Amy was the one being haunted and she came, she left Germany, right, to come stay wherever she was, right? I assume the US, and it followed her. And that's why she like didn't go back, like, was like, fuck, like, I have bigger problems. Yeah. I got to go, like, escape this entity. So maybe that's it. Like, it came over with her and she wasn't expecting it to. Or haunted tape recorder. Haunted tape recorder. That's a good one, too. I mean, it seems like this is something, though, this person that wrote this story said that there have been experiences before this. Because they kept alluding to the fact that there oh, yeah. had been previous energy. But who knows? They didn't specify whether that started when Amy got there. They're just talking about mm. an experience they had with Amy. This is so Blumhouse. You're right. It is insane. I can picture, too, like, the little girls. Like, it's like, 
the late 90s and they're like, ha, 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 tape recorder. And it starts all innocently. And then whoosh, the house goes dark. Oh, my God. I'm so all about this. The innocent foreign exchange student. Yes. Actually. Sorry, Rebecca Ruber. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so that, um, that's a weird one. I don't, I mean, it's definitely evil, whatever it is. No one. The fact yeah. that it made the dog literally use all its power to jump up on the couch. Like, I'm going to die if I do not jump up on this couch. Um, oh, my God. That's, yeah, that, you know what? That's another really tell, because dogs are so intuitive. Like, yeah. whimpering at the door, honestly, would be enough for me. I would be interested to see if mm-hmm. they looked back in the recording, mm-hmm. if they caught anything. Because, oh. like they because they were recording and, these, and these, this thing didn't want it being recorded as evidence. Oh, ooh. Mm. Wait, that's a good question. Why didn't, why didn't the author mention if there were any, any findings? In, I mean, even if there were, it's, I don't know how to get a tape recorder to digital So, so pretty much someone had commented and they were like, was the tape recorder running during the incident? If so, there could be interesting stuff on the tape. And then the person replied back, no, when Amy stood up, we were listening back to what we had just recorded. Um, oh. I guess like as soon as like, I guess they stopped it or whatever. I mean, your kids, you don't think like, oh, leave it running because yeah, 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 yeah. it's just like, I'm fucking horrified. And like, I just wanted to stop. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm somewhat of an adult now and I wouldn't think to start it. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like Amy was the one, like the, like the older, like the foreign exchange student seemed to be the one that had the controller. So when yeah. she saw the thing, she probably just like let go of it to like stop recording and like didn't think of pressing record because you're, yeah. you know. Because they were already, listening back. Yeah. So I don't, weird, 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 weird circumstances. Oh, poor little beans. Well, I mean, at least the dog didn't die. Well, maybe it's dead now, but not because of the haunting. Maybe, I don't know how old this, I don't know how old the story Thanks, is. But um, Yeah. I don't, yeah. Oh, this is in the early 90s. So yeah, the dog's definitely dead. Um, Would you stop that? I'm, I'm sorry. Are we not going to be, are we not going to get back to reality here? I'm sorry. Um, we're, it's a fucking paranormal podcast. So. True, true, true. Do you know that bunnies last like up to 15 years, by the way? Yeah. Did not know they last. I thought they last like three, four years tops. I didn't either, but my cousin has a bunny. And she got him when she was, like, in college. Yeah, and she's a couple of years older than me. Yeah, it's like having, like, a whole cat or dog. And that just, I found that out last week, and that just blew my mind. Just thought it Well, what's out. insane, like, I, my mind is always blown by tortoises. Like, I don't give a shit, mm-hmm. like, what people, like, we all know that they live forever. But I, one time I, like, got to meet a tortoise, which is a weird <laughs> sentence. Angry. And they were like, yeah, he was born in like 1899. Like, what, what the fuck? What the fuck? That tortoise has been through some shit. Yeah, or like 1901 or something. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's, there's, that's, that's bananas. That's, Wait, there's no other word tortoise, I can think of but bananas. Is this tortoise still alive? I want to meet the, I know, I understand why you said you met Yes, his name, his name is Sheldon. Where's Sheldon? <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> oh my god wait where is was this at a at an like aquarium zoo no. wait, he was that? a therapy tortoise oh i'm screaming 
his name was Sheldon the therapy tortoise. And if you scratched his back, he would do a little dance. And he ate water. I think it was watermelon he really liked. They're like, yeah, so he was born at like the turn of the century, but like the last century. Oh my God. Sheldon going through every single like crazy 20th, 20, wait, what would it be? 20th century. Yeah. Craziness. And now curing people's mental illnesses. Love that. I know. Like he really, Sheldon's a ride or die, but yeah, you could feed him like, or was it raspberries? I think he liked, he, he liked fruit anyways. And you could scratch his back and he'd do a little dance. And it was like, okay, if this man can make it through like two world wars, Plus every other war. Nah, I like that I said man when it's a literal tortoise, but you know what I mean. This thing can survive, so can we. <laughs> it's unity. <laughs> Where did this go? Okay. Um, on that note, I feel like that concludes this episode of Just Lily Things. Um, thanks so much for listening, Boo Things. And Lily, do you have anything you want to add before we shout out our socials? Thank you for your patience, Boo Things. That too. We love you guys to death. Oh. <sighs> Wow. We've, you're right. We've come so far. Before I get, no, let's not get all cheesy and everything. Yes, let's do the socials. Okay. Okay. Um, so you guys can follow us on Instagram at Just Coolie Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter, JGT Podcast. Facebook like page, Just Coolie Things Podcast. I love that one little hair. That just Look at this. Facebook private group. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to that Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Buy our merch at tpublic.com. Search Just Ghoulie Things Podcast or rebeccaruber.com slash shop where you can buy things for all of her podcasts. All of them. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at justghoulithingspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo next week. Goodbye. Alex Knight, the world's foremost authority on Bigfoot research, heads to Canada to investigate a profoundly incredible Bigfoot encounter. His daughter, Sydney, eagerly joins the expedition. Accompanied by reluctant Toronto television hostess Amira Ali, Sid and her father's team adventure north in pursuit of the legendary Sasquatch. Prophecy from a forgotten Algonquin tribe and a mystical calling deeply connects Sydney to the creature. The revelation of unknown truths ensures that Sydney will never see the forest or herself the same again. Get your copy of James Allen Ross's Spirit of the Woods, the story of a young woman's encounter with Bigfoot. Now for the price of $9.99 paperback and $0.99 on Kindle. Available on Amazon now.